Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? It is JLD here, and this is July 2018's Income Report, where we are going to be sharing some incredible stuff that you are not going to want to miss. Real quick, just our income at a glance before we dive into some content. Our gross income for July was $161,709. Our total expenses were $36,000 for a net profit of $125,701, which is $8,584 less than last month. And uh, we'll maybe talk about that a little bit. So <laughs> let's kick off with thanking our sponsor. Then we're going to chat with Kate and David and then Josh, our CPA on Fire, is going to take it away. Fire Nation, what if you were able to provide so much value to other businesses that they wanted to pay you month after month to keep providing that service? I'm talking about one thing, helping them acquire customers. The need for this skill in today's online world is on fire and it's never going away. Businesses will always need customers to stay in business, right? Well, my friend Billy Jean has put together a free training that will teach you exactly how he provides this service, how he charges for it, and how you can do the same thing. Visit watchbilliesvideo.com to access this training while it's still free. Hey, what's going on, Fire Nation? Just enjoying another beautiful day in Puerto Rico. And the, oh gosh, now I'm going to forget the name of the tree. What are those trees called? Flambayonkates. Flamboyant, yes. Oh my gosh. So there's one right outside my window. I'm looking at it now and and does kind of resemble, well, doesn't resemble a tree on fire, but the flowers are very vibrant orange. It's beautiful. David, say what's up to Fire Nation. How's it going, everybody? Cool. And of course, we have Josh here as well. And actually, Josh, why don't we just dive into things? No trees on fire, please. Just dive into our July tax tip, which Fire Nation, by the way, is tax considerations when selling your business. So of course, this is something that we all hope to do someday. And I shouldn't say all, but many of us hope to do someday. And there's things you want to know right now um, if you're ever thinking about selling your business to make sure that you do it right. So Josh, take it away. All right, John. Over these last four plus years of being on the EO Fire Income Tax Report, and by the way, where have those four years gone? I've offered up a lot of advice for filing taxes within your business, right? So we've talked about what you can deduct, what type of entity you should choose, uh, other strategies to minimize taxes, etc. Right? All things related to taxes when you have a business. But one big question I get from time to time and, and what people should be thinking about is what happens when your business reaches that pinnacle, right? When you sell the business, what are the tax consequences there? And it may seem like that would be a fairly straightforward thing, uh, but the tax impact can actually vary wildly depending on how the sale is set up. So I thought this month we kind of go over that scenario and, and talk about a few of the options that can impact the sale of a business and how it works for taxes. So here's just a few variables involved in this. Number one, uh, will it be taxes, ordinary income, or capital gains? Okay, so when you sell your business, the biggest thing you have to figure out and the biggest thing you have to try and plan for is whether or not the money you receive is structured as capital gains or as ordinary income. And depending on how much you sell it for and how much other income you make, the difference between the two could be as high as 20% versus 35%. 
right? So on a million dollar sale, we're talking about $150,000 in potential tax differences. So the question is what decides whether it's capital gains or ordinary income, right? That's a tough one to answer just on this income report, but it really comes down to how the sale itself is structured. If you're selling the entire business, right? So if you're selling the LLC itself, if you're selling an entire S Corp, it's probably taxed as capital gains. If you're selling off individual assets, some of it or even all of it could go as ordinary income. Okay, so it's super important to structure this in the most beneficial way possible. And a quick tip here, the buyer is going to want to structure it in a way that may not be beneficial to you because it's more beneficial to his taxes. So make sure you have someone on your side looking at how this is structured. The second big thing to look at is whether it is a full upfront sale or if it's an installment sale. Meaning, is the person buying it paying you that full million dollars up front, or are they structuring it as $250,000 a year for four years? The reason that's important is because you don't pay taxes on that money until it's made. So let's just say that you sold it for a million dollars, you structured it properly so that it's all taxed as capital gains, but the buyer is gonna pay you $250,000 per year for four years. Instead of paying taxes on a 20% tax on a million dollars, you're gonna pay potentially 15% on $250,000 per year for those four years. Okay, so it could actually offer you a decent tax savings to structure an installment sale versus an upfront sale. Not that taxes are the only consideration there. I know myself would personally prefer to get the whole upfront payment, but it is something to look at. And finally, the uh, the last variable we're going to talk about here uh, is something we talk about all the time, the type of entity, all right? And it's super important when it comes to selling your business. For pastor entities like an LLC or an S-Corp, it can mostly be done the same way, all right? So basically, maybe you sell that entire LLC, you sell that entire S-Corp, or you sell off pieces of it, you sell off the assets within that LLC or that S-Corp. Uh, but either way, it's mostly the same for those two entities, where it can be pretty different is if you have a C corporation, right? And as most EO Fire listeners probably already know, I usually do not recommend C Corps for a small business. This is yet another reason why. If you are a C Corp and you sell that business, that money is gonna be taxed twice potentially. First at the C Corp level when you sell it, and then when you pull that money out to use personally, it's going to be taxed again at the personal level. Okay, so if you are a C Corp, it's even more important to make sure this sale is structured properly. But either way, the entity that you are in determines a lot about how this sale works. Okay, so those are the three main variables. There is a million different variables that are gonna impact how something like this is taxed. It's a big tax event. So bottom line, you want to plan wisely. Okay, selling your business could be a life-changing moment. It's a culmination of all that hard work you've put into building it. I know for a lot of us, our business is like our babies, right? So you're, you're kind of sending your baby off into the world. Um, it's kind of awkward to think about selling your baby, but you know what I mean? As with anything tax related, but especially on a huge taxable event like this, plan wisely, talk to a good CPA, talk to a good attorney, make sure all your ducks are in a row and get this thing done right so that you can keep as much of those proceeds as possible without giving it back to the IRS and Uncle Sam. All right, so that's all I got for you this week. Um, hopefully, when, when you guys are building those businesses, you're, you're starting to think about potentially down the line selling it. I mean, I know some people like to build a business that they keep in the family for the rest of their lives, but a lot of people build a business with that end goal in mind. And with that, they should be planning for the taxes of that eventual sale. 
As always, Fire Nation can reach me directly at josh at cpionfire.com. Always check out our website for our free resources there or a contact page, cpionfire.com. And as always, we have our free course specifically for Fire Nation to help you choose the right entity for your business, which they can find at cpionfire.com slash Fire Nation. All right, Josh, you obviously rocked the mic again. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. And Fire Nation, Josh at CPA on Fire is where you can find out more about him or actually just email him directly and head to cpaonfire.com to get a great free course on business entities, which would be super cool. So that's cpaonfire.com. And email Josh anytime, josh at cpaonfire.com. So David, my man, you're back up. It is your turn at the plate. You have a great legal tip today. So I'm just going to step back and let you run the show. All right. Well, everything kind of ties together because my topic could definitely tie in if you're thinking about selling your business. So, um, you know, it all links together. But my topic's a little bit more broad. Um, I'm going to call this, you set the price, I'll set the terms. And that is a common phrase that people say. And, you know, I say you can always tell when someone's new to business negotiation because they can't stop talking about price, meaning how much they got paid for something or how little they paid for something. But experienced negotiators know that, you know, oftentimes the terms of a contract are much more important than the top level price. So that's the origin of the saying, you set the price, I'll set the terms. It's a phrase that, you know, seasoned business people and business lawyers often use. So anybody can throw that phrase around, but what do the terms actually mean? So I'm going to talk about a few common terms found in business contracts and how you can leverage them to get the most out of any agreement, regardless of price. So this is going to be a multi-part series eventually on my website and blog and so forth. But uh, you guys are getting a sneak preview, um, an early peek at, at what I'm working on. So I always feel like some of the good stuff is hidden at the end of most contracts, what people call the boilerplate. So a lot of this looks like standard language that you could just skip over after you've read the parts with dollar signs in front of them. But I'm here to tell you that's not the case. Those terms are just as legally enforceable as any other part of a contract. And it's important to know what you're agreeing to and where the negotiation points are. So today I'm going to talk about jurisdiction and choice of law. And that might be a part that you've seen in a contract and like your eyes glaze over and you said, okay, I can skip this paragraph, you know, whatever. But I'm here to tell you it's important. And, and, you know, at the end of this, you're going to know exactly what it means and how you can leverage it to help your business negotiation. So first of all, jurisdiction and choice of law are not the same thing. They're not synonyms. So jurisdiction refers to where a dispute will be heard, meaning at what geographic location. Jurisdiction clauses will often refer to courts in a specific county or city. If the contract has arbitration or mediation provisions, those clauses should also include jurisdiction language, meaning telling you where that arbitration or mediation would actually occur. So why is that important? Well, first of all, it provides clarity. If we have to have a dispute over this contract, we both know where the dispute will occur. It's kind of a zero-sum term in a lot of cases, which means it's a point of negotiation that has a winner and a loser. For example, if you're in Puerto Rico and the other party of the contract is in Hawaii, wouldn't you rather make the other guy travel halfway around the world than incur all that hassle and expense? Yes. Of course. Yeah, exactly. In most circumstances, you'd rather have the case heard in your local Puerto Rico court. You take an Uber down there. The other side had to, like, take a plane and maybe multiple planes. And, you know, you can just imagine the expense and hassle. And the reality is that the party with the less convenient jurisdiction 
is less likely to file a lawsuit. And that means they're less likely to be able to enforce their legal rights. So this piece of boilerplate can be a very important term. Now, sometimes when I'm when contracting parties are arguing over jurisdiction, they'll pick a neutral venue. So if I'm in California and you're in New York, we might we might agree, you know, to be hear the dispute in Texas. So we're both equally disadvantaged. That sometimes happens. Just kind of throwing that out there. Now we talked about jurisdiction. Now let's talk about choice of law. Choice of law refers to what set of laws applies to this contract, meaning the laws of what country, state, county, or city. So you might think this would be identical to jurisdiction, and it usually is, but it doesn't have to be. Technically, a contract dispute could be resolved in New York using Delaware law, but it requires the court in one state to be versed in the laws of the other. It's pretty complicated. So that's kind of, you know, galaxy brain, high-level stuff. Um, choice of law might sound simple, but there's a twist. Some states are more business friendly or have different approaches to specific legal issues. And for that reason, lawyers often focus on the choice of law, meaning which state's laws are going to apply, and then they'll change the jurisdiction to that state. So if you know that Delaware law tends to be business friendly, which it is, the jurisdiction and choice of law terms might both refer to Delaware. That might be a good thing for you. Um, but, you know, you need to know that in the event of dispute, you're going to hang have to be taking a trip to the great state of Delaware. So you got to make sure you're comfortable with that before signing the contract. Um, and, you know, these things can become even more crazy because right now I have a client who they recently moved their business to San Diego, but the contract in question was created in Arizona and the other party is in Montana. And, you know, you can see how it gets a little crazy. So knowing where a dispute is going to be heard and what choice of law applies is a really big deal when, you know, once you actually get down to it. So now we've seen that jurisdiction and choice of law, two of the often overlooked terms at the back of a long contract, can have a huge impact on your actual legal rights and your ability to get what you want out of the business agreement. There are a lot of other business contract terms to talk about, and I look forward to sharing more of these tips with you on future income reports. And John Kate or anybody who's listening, if you come across you know, one of these terms in a contract and you just say, you know, what does this even mean? What are these lawyers talking about? Um, you know, let me know because I want to make sure that we always tailor these talks to exactly what Fire Nation wants to hear about. Absolutely. We will keep you fully in the know, brother. And just maybe a one sentence summation for people that just listen to that entire spiel about one thing that you think they could really maybe take away to apply to their business or just their knowledge bank. Yeah. Well, don't let the other person, the other business, the other company, the other guy, the other woman, you know, dictate the terms at the back of the contract and just say, oh, I wrote this or my lawyer wrote it or I got it off the internet. It's all good. You know, that's a red light. You want to know exactly what you're agreeing to and what happens if there's a dispute. How are you going to resolve it and where you're going to resolve it? It sa sounds like a pretty practical type thing, but often it's very important. You know, if it's like, well, this dispute is over $10,000, but it's going to make me fly across the country and that's going to cost me $12,000 once I include the attorney and everything else. Well, you're basically have a contract that you can't enforce and um, you're out of luck. So these things are, you know, some of the first things that, you know, lawyers who really deal with these issues look at once they're getting into a contract. So don't just be distracted by the dollar signs. It's worth taking the time to understand what you're agreeing to and, and um, you know, really dig into all the nitty gritty of these things. It always pays off.
You took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, Fire Nation, don't be distracted by the dollar sign. So I'll still say that because I think it's so important. Fire Nation, you need to look at the contract as a whole. And of course, you know, we use David for very specific reasons because he's awesome. So David, if Fire Nation wants to get a hold of you or learn more from you, what's the best way to do that? Well, other than just bugging John and Kate, like, <laughs> how do I get in touch with David? Uh, which is always uh, appreciated. Um, you guys can go to productsofthemind.net, and that will take you to my website, my podcast, my blog. I've got tons of free legal resources on there and all kinds of stuff to help entrepreneurs and budding entrepreneurs and people in the know to learn a little bit more about their legal rights and how to leverage them to get the best possible result out of every contract. So thanks, David. We're going to say goodbye. We'll catch you in about uh, a month or two and hope all is going well up there in San Diego and hope to see you uh, in early 2019. So Fire Nation, we're going to now focus our attention to what went down in July with Entrepreneurs on Fire. Uh, One of the biggest things that went down, we had a lot of things going down, so stick around for this, but one of the biggest was three hours to your big idea launched. That's three hours to your big idea. This is something that many, many months ago, I was walking actually around San Diego, to be honest, and I said, what is Fire Nation's biggest struggle? And I did recognize that every single one of my listeners falls in one of three camps. They either don't have a big idea or they have a lot of ideas, but they're not sure which one of those ideas is the big idea or they have their big idea, but they need clarity. They need focus. They need direction. Now, if you're listening to my voice, I know you're in one of those three camps. I am in one of those three camps. I mean, I'm in camp number three. I have big ideas all the time, but I need clarity. I need focus. I need direction, period. We all need that at the very least. And many of you listening are either in camp one or two as well. So I decided to create this completely free training that in three hours gives you your big idea. And we launched it and it's been incredibly fun. It's been a great process. We have over 1,500 people who have registered and are currently going through the training. So really excited and fired up about that. And now what is three hours your big idea? Well, it's, it's really that simple. It's giving you a training, whereas in three hours, you will have your single focus, your single big idea. That is my goal to you. Uh, That is my goal with the course. And that is what I want to gift to you is this free training on how you can get your big idea. And what's pretty cool is that we've developed a whole thing um, around three hours to your big idea that we're going to kind of be talking back and forth about today with Kate because she was uh, a hu- she played a huge instrumental part in creating this entire, what we like to call the super funnel that of course does start with this incredible free training called three hours to your big idea. And I mean, I can keep keep on ranting right now about this and that with the next step of the funnels, but I kind of want to go back and forth with Kate here because I think it'll be fun to change things up vocally and to also just kind of riff off each other about, you know, how we are kind of seeing and envisioning this whole thing coming together. So real quick before I pass it over to Kate, our first initial goal is to get the word out on the podcast, on the website, via social media, Listen, Fire Nation, you need to visit yourbigidea.io, yourbigidea.io, and you can register for a completely free training there, and three hours later, you'll have your big idea. Now, Kate, what happens when somebody has their big idea after going through a three-hour training with me, JLD? 
So after they go through three hours to your big idea, they're offered a pretty cool opportunity because John, you and I have fleshed this out so many times. And the reason why I love that we're talking about this, like back and forth, like you said, riffing off each other is because I really want Fire Nation to know that behind the scenes of us launching this free course and John talking about, you know, yourbigidea.io, there were just so many moving pieces, so many different decisions being made, so many pivots being made. I mean, if you just think about the number of times that we switched between like, it's three hours to your big idea, uh, maybe it's three days to your big idea, and we had just so many different ideas going on. But one thing that was a constant was the flow of this super funnel. And that's why, to your point, once someone has their big idea, it's time to turn it into real revenue. And that flow, when you hit that flow, and 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 again, that was kind of like way back in the very beginning that you had this progression for people. It just made so much sense. Because what did you do to turn entrepreneurs on fire into the success it is today? What have you done? What steps have you taken every time you've had a big idea? Well, you've taken that big idea and you've figured out how to turn it into success. You figured out how to take that idea and actually generate real revenue for it. So I just like the connections here just feel so great. I love them. And so with your real revenue system, you really talk about like this step-by-step process that you've proven over and over and over again with the Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast, with Podcasters Paradise, with the Freedom and Mastery Journal, with the affiliate relationships that we've created. I mean, Fire Nation, you tune into these income reports, you visit the income report on our blog, and you see, you know, that every one of the four things I just mentioned are seven-figure revenue generators for us. And the set of steps, John, that we've followed every single time is what you share in real revenue. Yeah, and that was a beautiful job describing that. And I kind of want to first take two steps back and then take a step forward right into where Kay's talking about because that's exactly what the process is. Because picture it, Fire Nation, you have now just gone through a free training from me for three hours and you've gotten your big idea. What is happening at that moment in time now? You are fired up. You're excited. You have your big idea. But now I step in with with a truth bomb and it is the truth. Your big idea is awesome, but that's not going to get you to where you want to be. Turning your big idea into real revenue is still where most entrepreneurs fail. They don't figure out how to turn a big idea into a revenue-generating machine. So then guess what happens? And it's really sad. They have to give up on their big idea, or they have to stop creating content and value around their big idea, and they just walk away. Because guess what? We all have bills to pay. We all need to eat. We all need to sleep. We all have responsibilities. And some of us have kids and we have mortgages and we have car payments. We have all of these things. So what I need to do at this stage with you after you've gotten your big idea from me is say, listen, there's a system to turn that big idea into real revenue. And as Kate mentions, I've turned four of my big ideas into seven-figure revenue generators, Entrepreneurs on Fire, this very podcast, Podcasters Paradise, the Freedom and Mastery Journals, our affiliate relationships. In fact, one of our affiliates alone, just one of them, is about to turn into a seven-figure revenue generator. That's absolutely crazy. So it's a system, and that's exactly what my next step in that process is. It's saying, hey, join my system, join 
the real revenue system. Now, what is that system? Well, it is a step-by-step-by-step process of how to take that big idea, follow the system that I've created and proven over the years, and turn it into real revenue. And one thing that we really wanted to do to just make it an absolute no-brainer was the bonuses. Okay, this is where I want to kind of turn it back over to you. Talk about some of these bonuses that we have within real revenue and just why these bonuses are so awesome. Well, number one, I mean, so much of the real revenue system is around funnels. What we're talking about right now, you know, creating, actually, I mean, identifying what it is that your audience struggles with most. What is such a huge pain point that you can help solve for them? And like recognizing where your audience wants to be. What are their biggest goals? What are their biggest aspirations? Well, John, in this case, three hours to your big idea was solving that pain point of, like you said in the beginning of this uh, spot here, that Fire Nation is in one of three camps. Well, Fire Nation wants to be in the camp where they have freedom, where they have lifestyle freedom, business freedom. They can do anything with their time they want. They're not worried about paying their next bill. And to bridge that gap, the first step was to come up with their big idea. Now, the funnel that we're talking about going from your big idea to real revenue, that is one of the things that you teach in real revenue is how to build a funnel like that for your own business. So one of those bonuses is your million dollar funnel training, which I just saw you present this at Podcast Movement. Again, I feel like you have just mastered this funnel training now. I mean, talking about the funnel up, talking about the funnel down, it just makes so much sense. And you receive so much amazing feedback from that at Podcast Movement. So I'm really excited that that's one, just one of the four bonuses in real revenue. Another one is a course that I spent a lot of time creating and I'm super stoked about is called the Content Creation Plan. And through it, I teach you every step of how to come up with intentional content. How do you know what to write about? How do you know what to podcast about? How do you know what to create videos around? Then once you figure that out, how do you do it consistently? What type of plan can you put in place so that you're not just creating content like the night before it's supposed to go live, but you're creating it ahead of time so that it's not like taking up all of your time and focus. And then finally, how do you repurpose that in a meaningful way? How do you get it out there on different channels so that more people see it so that you can start growing your audience? John, we also have a webinar on fire as a part of our bonuses in real revenue. That's a course that you and I created all about how to create webinars that convert. And then we also have the digital pack of every single one of our journals, the Freedom Journal, the Mastery Journal, and the Podcast Journal. So those are just the bonuses. Like that doesn't even include the meat of this course. And that's pretty friggin' awesome. Yeah, it's mind-blowing, in my opinion, the value that we're putting in here, the step-by-step guide that I have. All of those modules, there's actually 12 modules in total that will walk you step-by-step through my entire real revenue system. All of these bonuses that Kate just went through, the million-dollar funnel training, her content creation plan, the webinar on fire, the Freedom Mastery and Podcast Journal digital pack that you're going to be able to get and utilize to your heart's content. 
I mean, this whole package together is something that is outstanding and something that I'm really proud of as well is because we know how good it is. We have a lifetime guarantee on the real revenue system and that's a lifetime guarantee. Now, of course, you have to do the work and if you do the work and you don't generate real revenue, I want to give you your money back. I want to give you every single penny back. I'll be shocked and like, you know, very disappointed in the system for how it operated for you, but I, I will just... Uh, plain and simply be shocked and want to make sure that you get that lifetime guarantee because that is what we stand for and we want to make sure that you generate real revenue from this system. So the real revenue system, you know, it starts with three hours to your big idea and it goes through those 12 modules. All these bonuses are available as well. The lifetime guarantee, we got some other really cool stuff going on on the page as well. I would love for you to just check out what we have going on there over at realrevenue.co. That's realrevenue.co. And what's really important, Fire Nation, is when you see people like myself or Pat Flynn or Amy Porterfield or Lewis Howes creating stuff like this, you need to take the time to go through it. I'm not saying you need to take the time to go through and purchase all this stuff, but you need to learn from what we are doing, people that are seven-figure-plus online entrepreneurs, and see how you can apply it to your business. Like I've had people that have joined Real Revenue and then taken the next step, which we're going to be talking about in a minute here, the Revenue Crew, um, just because they say, John, I just want to apply this to my business because I know that this funnel that you've created is a seven-figure funnel, so I want you to help me do that. And guess what? I'm always learning from all those people I mentioned and many, many more. I'm always learning from others who have been there and done that. So at the very least, go through this funnel just for your very own sake of how to apply it to your business. So there is another step after people join Real Revenue. So they make the investment in Real Revenue, which by the way, everybody listening, you will be shocked at how irresistible that price point is, but you'll have to go to realrevenue.co to see exactly what that is. But what, what happens next, Kate, after that process? Well, once you join Real Revenue, as John said, you have access to the entire system. You have access to the bonuses. But like me, when I first started my journey, like John, when he first started his journey, like many of you, when you first start your journey, it can be lonely. You can feel like you're on an island. Nobody understands what it is you're going through. And John, you must have felt like this to a certain extent when you first launched because I was still in corporate America. Like I was not a part of the team when you launched the business. Yet every single night we would come together, we would have dinner, we'd talk about our days. And to a certain extent, you didn't, you know, get what I was going through either because I'm talking about all this advertising and marketing agency mumbo jumbo. And you're here talking to me about how you're recording podcast episodes all day. It can just sometimes feel like other people don't get you. And that's why we created the next step in this funnel, the revenue crew, which is an elite mastermind filled with not only awesome, incredible people, but people who are on the same journey as you, people who do understand the struggles, the pain points, the roadblocks that you're facing, and people who understand how exciting it is when you get that first opt-in for your free course, when you put that funnel together. And so I'm super excited about the Revenue Crew, not only for what it is, an elite mastermind, because masterminds have been such a powerful part of both of our journeys, 
but also for the incredible access that the crew gets to you through the weekly group live coaching calls, through the private Facebook group. So, John, what do you think about the crew so far? What do we have, nine members right now? Yeah, I'm really enjoying the crew. These live group coaching calls that we're doing are super fun and just being able to put people on the hot seat and hold them accountable, have them set goals, talk about their successes and failures over the past week and really hold them accountable for that next coming week. I mean, I'm seeing such great progress from people within the crew supporting each other because you're completely right, Kate. Back in 2012, it was really an interesting time, like launching into uh, being an online entrepreneur for the first time. You're still in corporate America. Um, I did uh, a lot of um, things that I would consider mistakes back then because I just didn't know what I was doing. But one thing that I definitely did that was amazing was I did join my own mastermind. Um, uh, I should say Cliff Ravenscraft's mastermind called The Podcast Masterminds. And it was not cheap, um, but it was so valuable because every single week we would meet and I would be able to see other podcasters who are struggling, who are succeeding, and we'd be able to work through uh, issues. And it was just the support, the leadership, the guidance. Um, It was absolutely priceless. And that's exactly why I created the Revenue Crew. For people that join Real Revenue, they say, okay, I'm in Real Revenue. Now, how do I get the support and guidance and leadership that I know I really need? And that is the next step. That's the revenue crew. And so the revenue crew is going to be a small group of just like-minded, high-energy people who are looking for that support, that guidance, that leadership to take them to the next level. And that's why we have weekly live group coaching. We have that private Facebook group. Um, If you actually join the Revenue Crew annual plan, you get a 20-minute one-on-one call with me as well. Um, So just a lot of awesome opportunities. If anybody is interested in checking out what the Revenue Crew is in more detail, head over to therevenuecrew.com. Not that difficult, therevenuecrew.com. We kept things simple for you. So check it out. I got a great video over there. It's a great um, information page, and you can learn more about it. And of course, always shoot me an email, john at eofire.com. I will get back to you with any questions you have about this and other things, excuse me, uh, relevant to what we're talking about right now. So a couple of quick things I'm just going to quickly skim over, but you know, it doesn't stop there. So, you know, you have people coming into your free training for us. That's three hours to your big idea. Then we have real revenue, which is taking that big idea, turning it into a revenue generating machine. Then we have an opportunity for some of those people to step into a high level elite mastermind for one, you know, you know, for one-on-one access to me, if they join the annual plan or for live group coaching every single week to make sure they're moving forward and also being surrounded by another, uh, by other amazing entrepreneurs um, who are holding them accountable and supporting and guiding them. And then guess what? From that group, I'm going to allow some high-level one-on-one coaching. I do the Day with JLD, where you actually fly down to Puerto Rico and spend um, what ends up being a couple days because you come in like on, say, a Friday. We spend 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on a Saturday just working on you and your business Um, And then Sunday, typically, you would fly back and your mind will be blown with the value that we've done. I've done a few of these in Puerto Rico, a few of these in San Diego. Um, It's just been a great experience. I really love doing those. Plus, we're going to be hosting another Puerto Palooza, which is 
a smaller event, like typically six to 10 people that come down to Puerto Rico for three full work days. So, I mean, we have a, a work day on day one, a full work day on day two, and then day three is actually a fun day where we actually go out on a yacht and we explore some of the Caribbean islands around here and just have an absolute blast. Uh, we did we did uh, Puerto Palooza one last year. It was so cool. Um, I've actually become really good friends with a lot of people from that. I mean, really good friends. And uh, now Puerto Palooza 2 is coming up, which looks like um, in February of 2019. Uh, Kate's in the process, actually, of creating a uh, landing page for more information on that. And that's over at puertopalooza.com. That's Puerto, P-U-E-R-T-O. So puertopalooza.com. You can check that out there. But again, priority for all for those two things I just mentioned is always going to go to people within the revenue crew and then within real revenue and so on and so forth. So always know who your core community is and serve them first. So Kate, anything to add to uh, all of that stuff before we uh, move on to the podcast journal? Yeah, just that, you know, I, I really want to hammer home that we're not just talking about this to talk about how we launched it, to talk about the work that went behind it. I really want Fire Nation to take a step back, um, maybe even press pause for a minute and just let that funnel sink in. What is it in your business? What is it that you can create for your audience that will deliver the same type of of value because I can guarantee that this type of setup, something free that then steps up to something paid, that then steps up to something that maybe involves more access to you or a live event, an in-person event, this is going to help you take your business to the next level. When you can start solving your audience's problems, their biggest pain points through a funnel like this, everything's going to change. And we want that for you so badly. It's why we do what we do. So really take some time to think about how this could be applied in your business. And once you have an idea, we'd love to hear about it. So let us know. Again, you can leave a comment on the income report post, which is over at eofire.com forward slash income five nine. 59. I love it. And Fire Nation, we have some more awesome stuff coming up, uh, including a little bit of details about the uh, technical side of setting this funnel up real quick. We're just going to go over that quite briefly for you. Talking about the podcast journal launch that we had, we're going to talk about podcast movements, uh, the biggest podcast conference in the world, and then, of course, a specific breakdown on the numbers. We will be right back. Fire Nation, we tend to overcomplicate things, but the way to make money is really quite simple. Solve someone else's problem. The catch is, the more people who can solve the same problem, the less you'll get paid. Think about servers at restaurants or cleaning houses. There's no problem with these solutions. It's just that a lot of people can do it, and therefore it results in a race to the bottom. I want you in a race to the top. The top is where very few people have the skill set necessary to solve problems that are greatly important to others. Think performing surgery or winning a lawsuit. These solutions are tough to master and therefore a premium is paid in exchange for them. Now, if you're like me, you don't want to go to med school or law school, first semester dropout here, but you can learn an incredibly valuable skill that any business would be willing to pay a premium for, acquiring new customers. These customers could be for your own business or for others' businesses. The best part, you can start learning how to do this today for free. My friend Billy Jean is a master when it comes to acquiring 
customers. And he has a free training that will teach you exactly how to do it in any niche. Visit watchbillysvideo.com to access his free training today. That's watchbillysvideo.com. And join us in the race to the top. All right, Fire Nation, we're back. And Kate, let's just kind of for you know a short, brief time frame here, go through the tech side, the dev side of this funnel. How do we create this? Well, okay, so we broke this down in super detail over on the post. So you definitely want to go check this out because I talk about all the things that we did behind the scenes, like you said, John, technically, to actually put this together. And we were really excited because I know we've mentioned on previous income reports that the user experience for this free course, Three Hours to Your Big Idea, is completely different than any other user experience we've ever had with any of our free courses. Because in the past, we've always just had an opt-in page, somebody opts in, and then we deliver via email a video, a link for somebody to go watch the video for that quote unquote day. So for example, free podcast course is 15 days. Every day for 15 days, you get an email and you get a link to that day's video. Now we're cutting out all the barriers, we're cutting out all the emails, and you literally just go to yourbigidea.io and you'll see how different this user experience is from what I just described. All you do is opt in on that page and you never leave that page. That page has all the videos for you. It has PDF downloads. So it's just making it very super easy to consume. It's not putting up any barriers and dripping any content. You have access to all of it right now. And that's been a really cool change and shift, but it definitely would not have been possible without Thinkific, which is the platform that it's hosted on. Thinkific is also the membership site platform where we host Podcasters Paradise And we're in the process of, super exciting, moving all of our free courses into this new format over on Thinkific. And I also want to give a shout out to Rob over at Themeific, who's the one that literally, well, I don't even know like the speaker, the language of it, but I'm pretty sure that you might say Rob like hard coded this template. He literally built from scratch the vision that John and I got on the phone with him and described. And he is the master behind how this free course even works. So it was a super long process. So, so worth it because now we have this free course template that we can use over and over again. And that actually, if you want to create a free course like this on Thinkific, you can also use as well. Happy to introduce you to Rob. Happy to connect you with Thinkific. Just feel free to reach out and we will share all that information because, gosh, I got to say, it's a pretty amazing way to deliver a free course. Don't you think so, John? Absolutely. And Fire Nation, one thing I just want to make sure that you know is I'm a big believer that you should listen to what we say, but also watch what we do. I mean, watch what we do. Again, go through these funnels, see how they can apply to your business, see how you can take what we're doing with a free course into a really irresistibly priced course, into a membership uh, community, into a high-level coaching, into uh, small but powerful retreats. I mean, like these are things that can work for you. Some of them might work, some of them might not, and you can just go through and pick apart the things that work for you, try them out, and then apply them to what you have going on in your business. Now, one thing I want to do is give a huge shout out to Kate Lynn Erickson because she has worked 
tirelessly on this next project. Um, you know, of course, we got together and created an outline about what it was going to look like. But I'm telling you, she did the vast majority of the work that it took to get this project to a reality. And that project is the Podcast Journal. Because as many of you know, back in 2016, we launched the Freedom Journal. And in 2017, we launched the Mastery Journal. Both of those were essentially me like sitting down and just crafting out exactly what I wanted to create a journal to accomplish your number one goal in 100 days. And then for the Mastery Journal uh, to be productive, disciplined, and focused in 100 days. This was really Kate's baby, and she really took it, and she ran with it, and I could see when she was holding it in her hands when it first came off the press um, that it was a big day for her, rightfully so. So Kate, why don't you kind of take us through a little bit about that journey and uh, talk about it? Well, thank you so much for that. I really, really appreciate the recognition, and I appreciate you know, what we did together with this journal. But man, I will say this really did feel like it was my project, like it was my baby. And I will say that when you were kind of talking about that, like me holding the journal for the first time, I actually don't even know if I told you about this, John, but I'll share it here now. Um, Probably uh, two or three days before we left for podcast movement, which is where we launched the podcast journal. So at podcast movement was people's very first opportunity to get a hold of the actual physical copy of this journal. We shipped the first 120 journals that were off the press straight there so that we could sell them in person. But right before that, we did send an email out to our interest list who has been with us on this journey, who has seen every painstaking decision and mistake that we've made with this, which we have all of that documented if you want to check that out, um, linked up over on the post that accompanies today's income report. Um, But we sent out an email to them and we offered up the digital version of the podcast journal so that they really were the very first people to have access to um, the finished product, if you will. And I sent out that email and I was so nervous about it. Like, as you said, John, this is a project that I've really spent a ton of time on. And again, I truly did feel like this was my baby. So I I was even more nervous about pushing send on that email than on any other email I've sent in a really long time. And I started seeing the um, authorized receipts come through for people who are purchasing the digital pack. And I... It was just such like an indescribable feeling. I know that you know what it feels like to, I mean, if you think back to the very first time that people started buying podcast launch or the very first time somebody paid you for coaching, like that's such a huge moment. And I just really felt that with the podcast journal digital copies that our interest list was purchasing. You know, I almost like choked up a little bit, maybe let a tear come out. I danced around in my office. Like it was just such a cool moment to get to that point where you've spent so much time and you've stressed out, you've probably lost a little bit of sleep, you've been super frustrated, you've been super excited, it's been so much hard work and it finally all comes to a head and you finally get to share it with other people. And that feeling is just unlike anything else. So not only getting to share that digital copy with our interest list, but then being at Podcast Movement, finally getting to launch the podcast journal, handing a physical copy to people at that conference was such a special experience. And I can't wait 
for more people to get a hold of the podcast journal. We have 4,880 copies sitting somewhere on a pier or I don't know, you probably don't call it a pier, a port, let's say, in Long Beach, California, waiting to be transferred to the Shipwire facility so that we can start selling them to you. Thepodcastjournal.com, if you want to check it out, learn more, be the first to hear once those are available online. And John, what did you think of the Podcast Journal at Podcast Movement? It was cool to see people just eyes light up when they walked up to our booth and they picked up the podcast journal, they looked at it, they started flipping through it and they just got it because it's such a cool, clear concept. It is taking your idea and bringing it to a launch of a podcast in 50 days. And every single day is one step in that journey. So if you want to knock it on 25 days, of course you can. That just means you're doing two or three or four sometimes pages a day, which is totally doable for certain people that have the time. But we wanted to lay out a 50-day outline for you to come up with an idea or have your idea already if you have it and then take it all the way through to launching your podcast the right way, getting it out to the world. And that's exactly what this podcast journal does. And it's beautiful. I mean, it just feels great. It looks great. Uh, The designs inside are just gorgeous. So you crushed it, Kate. You should be proud of yourself. And again, Fire Nation, that's thepodcastjournal.com. We actually did receive word today that uh, the journal should be moving this week. Um, And this week is the week of August 8th, um, uh, 2018, for all you people that are away in the future, uh, to um, our facility. So you should be able to order the physical journal very quickly. But yeah, go over to go over to thepodcastjournal.com, sign up for the wait list. Um, If you go to thepodcastjournal.com and there is no sign up for the wait list, you'll just be at the actual information page where you can learn more about it and then place your order there as well. So exciting times. Kate, anything you want to say before we move on to podcast movements? Nada. Let's dive into podcast movement. Wow. Well, this is our Super Bowl Fire Nation. I mean, once a year... 2,000-ish, sometimes plus, it was seen this year, podcasters descend upon one location. Last year was Anaheim, the year before Chicago, the two years before that it was in Texas. Um, They descend upon wherever Dan and Jared decide uh, the podcast movement is going to be. This year it was Philly and we just have an amazing week. Um, It was so much fun. We always throw a podcaster's paradise party uh, before the event starts so we get to see hundreds of you paradisers there and just have a blast and give you guys some food and some drinks as a way to thank you for being part of our community. And we did that this year as well, which was a blast. Um, So podcast movement in Philadelphia this year was a blast. We had uh, myself running up the stairs, doing the Rocky pose. You'll see a picture of me posing just like Rocky over at eofire.com slash income59 and some other great photos that we took. Um, it was just a great time, a great experience. You know, I had um, one of the opening talks um, of the of the events on the very first day, which was a blast. Really enjoyed doing that. And then Kate had multiple sessions that she was doing. She was on a panel. She gave her own standing room only talk, by the way, on systems and automations. People just couldn't and get enough of that. We had three booths at the conference. One was for the podcast journal and podcasters paradise. One was for our new, um, or I should say one was for podcast websites, which, you know, I'm the co-founder in with Mark Asquith. And one was for a new initiative that we have coming out of podcast websites called productivity, which uh, you'll have to tune in to hear more about that later because it's still hush, hush. Uh, But really exciting. Again, it's our Super Bowl. We go there. We know that we're not going to sleep much. 
We know that we're probably going to have a few drinks, which for me is a pretty rare occasion. Um, I usually don't imbibe. So this is pretty, uh, a pretty unique experience for me to go and to do bowling and karaoke and stay up late and sleep in sometimes later when I was able to. Um, and it was just an overall phenomenal experience. I loved it. Uh, Pat Flynn was the keynote and he brought his son on stage, which was so amazing to see them rocking it in front of the entire audience. They had a great time talking about their podcast launch, um, All of Your Beeswax, which is, of course, a cool name for a father and son podcast. And overall, just a great time. And Kate, what do you want to add to that? Well, like you said, this podcast movement was in Philly, which I thought was really cool because I've never been to Philly before. And we were able to get in a date early, got to explore the city, which I thought was so super cool. I love doing runs through new cities because I feel like it gives you a unique perspective. And I certainly was able to do that. Um, So that was really cool. We got to meet up with Alyssa and Matt Pete. They were so kind and generous to squeeze us in for a photo shoot the day before the conference, which was super cool because they were actually filming the conference. So it was very nice of them in their busy schedule to uh, go ahead and do that for us. And like you said, we got to have our Podcasters Paradise meetup, see so many of our amazing community members, meet loads of new podcasters through our booth. And I did put together a recap post where I share our top three podcasting lessons from Podcast Movement 2018. That's linked up on the income report. So if you want to hit that up, eofire.com forward slash income five nine. Boom, Fire Nation. Thanks for sticking around for as long as you have. I want to now go through in a little more detail our income breakdown for July of 2018. Um, Our product and service income was $121,000. That included 403 journal sales, which is awesome. It also included uh, a lot of more awesome stuff here as I'm going through it. Uh, Podcasters Paradise had a total $35,647 revenue new month, which is huge and awesome. Um, The podcast journal itself sold 59 physical copies at Podcast Movement, which is super cool, plus 24 digital packs on top of that. Um, Real Revenue brought in 56 members in the month of July for over $16,000 worth of revenue. Um, The Revenue Crew uh, brought in over $15,000 of revenue as well. Um, Our podcast sponsorship income was $33,000. And then we have a lot of other things like ClickFunnels at $29,996, Create Awesome Online Courses at over $5,500. And we list out every other way that we generated even a dollar or more um, over the course of July over at eofire.com slash income 59. And again, Fire Nation, this is for you to go and see, hey, what are John and Kate really generating revenue on? Um, Let me learn more about that and maybe apply it to my business. Like We want you to hear what we say and watch what we do. Um, Our expenses were $33,413, so not insignificant. Um, Some of the bigger ones, uh, we had a $3,200 consulting fee, uh, $1,980 for design and branding. Um, you know, we even include meals and entertainment there that comes as work related, et cetera. So all of that added up to that $33,413 price point to give us a net profit of $125,701. 
And again, we list all of our expenses in detail as well. So you can see what we're using, why we're using it. Uh, we don't actually explain why we're using it, but it's pretty self-explanatory when you uh, click on the actual company to see why we're using it because um, we find it very valuable to our business. So check it out, eofire.com slash income 59. And Kate, bring us home with our biggest lesson learned of July 2018. So biggest lesson learned for July is opportunities are abundant. And I really resonated with this lesson learned. I'm glad that it came up. It actually came up because of the amazing conversations that I had at Podcast Movement with so many different podcasters, old podcasters, seasoned podcasters, new podcasters, not like old age wise, but <laughs> seasoned podcasters. OG podcasters. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but one of the recurring themes from the conversations that I had was around the opportunities that podcasting has provided these individuals and their businesses. And I absolutely love, love, love hearing these stories because it's one of the reasons why we love teaching others how to podcast because we know from personal experience how how powerful the podcasting medium is. And hearing others have that same experience is really special. Like the connections, the relationships, the new businesses, the revenue generated, the experiences that others are having as a result of their podcast is just so incredible to see. And what I took away from these conversations is just that opportunities are abundant. But a really important note that I want to make here is that opportunities are abundant, but you'll not have them unless you put yourself in a place to see them. After all those conversations that I was having, everybody telling me about, like, I got offered this and it was all because of my podcast, or I landed a speaking gig, but it never would have happened without my podcast, or I connected with this person and, and now we've created a business together, but it never would have happened without my podcast. These are opportunities that are out there just waiting for you, but you have to put yourself in a place to see them. So whether that be through launching a podcast so you can connect with others, whether it be through attending live events and meeting new people, just putting yourself out there, or just engaging and being present in online communities on Facebook, Google uh, uh, meetup.com is another great place to find ways that you can just put yourself out there, be in an atmosphere where these opportunities are just waiting. Remember that those opportunities are abundant, but you'll not have them unless you put yourself in a place to see them. Well said, Caitlin Erickson and Fire Nation. I truly hope that you're taking this lesson and all the other ones that we're looking to provide on income reports like this to heart. Again, final call to action for you would be to go check out yourbigidea.io. Yourbigidea.io commits three hours to getting to your big idea. And believe me, you are worth it. You are worth the investment of your time of three hours to get to your big idea. Because if you're going a million miles an hour in the wrong direction, Fire Nation, you're going to be a million miles in the wrong direction after just one hour. So let's get you pointed in the right direction. Let's get you your North Star. Let's get you your big idea. Yourbigidea.io. Check that funnel out. You'll be amazed because you're going to get a personalized video from me. And that's Honestly, that's a personalized video today. I spend time every single day creating these personal videos and that's going to blow you away. So check that out, yourbigidea.io and I will catch you on the flip side. 
Fire Nation, do you feel like you're on top of the world? Like you're fulfilled in your relationships, health, and career? Well, I can't really help you with the first two, but my buddy Billy Jean has helped thousands of entrepreneurs master the most lucrative skill in 2018, acquiring new customers. If you want to learn how to get customers on autopilot for your own business or provide it as a service for others' businesses, then pay attention. My friend Billy Jean is a master when it comes to acquiring customers, and he has a free training that will teach you exactly how to do it in any niche, visit watchbilliesvideo.com right now to access this training while it's still free.